Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer at the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson joining us a little later in the program from Laurel. A great show today. Hannah Abrams is a former soccer player for the Lady Eagles right up until last year. She's going to be on the show in a bit, Walden Davis played football for the Golden Eagles up through the 2018 season, and he'll be on the show as well. Uh, we're going to be talking probably a little NFL football before the day is over. Uh, but first, I want to remind you about uh, Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of this show and Southern Miss Athletics. Of course, you can enjoy their delicious food. They cook in-house every day in a town near you, and uh, they'll cater any event for you, large or small, and it's always good, and you can always sit back and let Dickies do the cooking. All right, Kelly Sander, before we get started with our guest today, of course, big news uh, and really kind of odd news, I thought. Uh, this, is a, this is a college sports story in general, not a Southern Miss sports story. But California's governor signs a bill, obviously passed by their kooky legislature, uh, that will allow California colleges uh, it will allow athletes at California colleges to hire agents and make money off of endorsements. Now, the NCAA described it as harmful and unconstitutional. Some of the critics say it will destroy college athletics as we know it if this begins to spread around the country. Your thoughts? First of all, consider the source, which you already kind of said. Right. Uh, California, uh, <laughs> well, it's like it's unlike any other place in the country. Let's just put let's just put it that way. Needless to say, uh, California and the Deep South will never agree, dare I say, on anything. Second of all, when you put tuition into context, all NCAA Division One football players are being paid. It's just in the form of tuition, books, room, board, etc. So they're already you know being paid. Third of all, I think it's one of those things where. Politicians know it's not going to stick, but they go ahead and pass it anyway or say that they voted for it so that so that they gain brownie points with their constituents, what have you. I don't think there's a chance in the world that this will ever stick. And uh, you because you can't have one set of rule for California players and a set of rules for everybody else in the country. There has to be a sanctioning body, which the NCAA is. And by schools... Being a member of the NCAA, they are sworn to certain ethics and following the rules. So this is a this is a complete, you know, butting of heads uh, of the California legislature and the NCAA, which the legislature will lose. So I think it was more just a tactical measure to gain some attention to let the players know they're behind them. Uh, of course, the the only other answer would be all right that no player gets tuition, and then they can. You know, which which that would 
that would ruin things as well. Well, this is supposed to go in effect in 2023. We should point that out. But you make an interesting point, and as a parent that paid for two kids to go through college, I don't have much patience, and I get tired of hearing how college athletes are not being paid. Of course they're being paid. And if you don't think they're being paid, put a kid in college and pay all those expenses and tell me whether or not college athletes are being paid. And each year it gets higher and higher. Right. You know, the expenses. And and look, we would also be derelict if we didn't point out the fact that there are probably a lot of schools, several of which that have been found guilty of giving athletes more than tuition, books, and room and board. Is that fair to say? Is there a conference that comes to mind there, Kelly? Not in particular. Okay. I'm just saying, I mean, even, region my, of the country, even my own school of Iowa State right. was found, I mean, Southern Miss in right. our basketball right. program. So, right. I mean, so there, there have been other examples where, where this, you know, has happened. I understand California's point of view, but that's, it's not, it's not going to happen. You don't ever see this happening. No, I don't. You just think this is more kookiness from california well you, you have you have one thing you can do all right whenever you enter into an agreement in this case with the ncaa you got to follow the rules if you're not going to follow the rules or don't like the way things are you leave and you start something on your own very much like our forefathers did in this country they didn't like the way they were being handled in england so they you know they come over here all right um so, like we've mentioned before, the mid-majors dropping out of the NCAA and starting their own thing and letting the Power Five, you know, fight amongst themselves. Right. That's what you have to do. You, get a, you have to get enough people that say, this isn't going to work. We don't like it anymore. We're going to start our own thing. Here's a great analogy from a, a critic of the uh, deal that said, imagine being a college football recruiting coordinator and uh, you have recruited a kid to Notre Dame. And here comes a recruiter from California that says, why you want to take the risk of going to Notre Dame? You know you can make a lot more money here in California. So you don't have college athletics anymore if that happens. No, but but of, of all three of us, you, me, and Luke, the only one that was recruited was Luke Johnson. And let's let's get Luke's view on this. Luke, you know, the new law in California that, that we don't think will will stand up. But uh, what, what do you think about the passage of uh, such a measure? And how much money were you paid when you signed? Zero. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't kick in for another four years, but what it does, it's going to force the NCAA's hand to compromise. Now, we all are in agreement that they haven't done a pretty good job uh, really ever in oversight uh, because we see what's going on, but it will be, as you just said, the end of collegiate athletes as we know for a few reasons because the NCAA is going to have to compromise uh, in order to to not you know let California push this. The NCAA could be bold and just say, okay, every school in California is locked out of any NCAA competition. I don't think they have enough backbone to do that. So there's going to be some type of a program, you know, across the board, and and you really are only going to have 20 schools now um, that will, you know, have it available to them. We kind of feel like the system's already like that now, um, but it, you still have collegiate athletes. Here, here's a question that was put to me today by a good friend of mine, because I think there's more people at risk than just the group of five for this. What, what about the power five schools that are just outside the top 25? What about, I mean, let's say it, what about Mississippi State? What about Ole Miss? What about um, you know out, outside the SEC? What what about some schools in the Big Ten that that aren't that aren't ranked? How are they going to compete though when when other schools can pay for this? 
So in some ways, I see people saying, yeah, all this stuff was going under the table anyway, so we might as well you know, just kind of uh, you know, legalize it or whatever. I think it ends college athletics as we know it. When I went to school, I knew that I was getting a lot of stuff paid for, and I was getting that because I competed. But I just think of the girl like in you know, my, my business class. She was working three jobs to be able to put herself right. through the school. Right. So, you know, but, but see, it's I just, it, it's just you're, another you're entitlement 100% right not. there, Luke. You're 100% right. And again, let me repeat myself. To say that college athletes on scholarship are not being paid for what they're doing is just a fallacy. Luke makes a fabulous point. What about the kid that's working three jobs to sit in the same classroom the college football player sitting in for scot-free? And I disagree with you, Luke, along the points. I think the NCAA would have the backbone to tell California. And you know why? Is because the rest of the country, for whatever reason, we all seem to have this opinion of California, right? I've, I've, I've heard people. For good reason. I've, I've heard people say if they had an earthquake and it floated away, you know, it broke off right. the rest of the country and floated away, it would be fine with them. I've heard other people say that. But I'm just saying that I think the NCAA, to make a point, would say, okay, California, you're going to do that. You think you're so smart. You think that you know what's going on. Do what you want to do, but you can't play with us. You know, we're just seeing the but, destruction but, of college athletics. And, right? and if, you, if you do that to you guys, then you've got the high school kids stepping right. up. That, right. That's what comes next. Well, yeah. the, the big issue here, because and I, was, and I was a part of this, the big issue is people are using college athletes' image and likeness to make money. The, the, the thing with us, like I was on the EA Sports NCAA video game. I was on it three straight years. I didn't get a dime out of that. Ed O'Bannon actually sued and won. For some reason, I didn't. I, I missed the postcard. But it was, I had some teammates that actually got money out of that settlement. But for us... We weren't looking like just to get all these handouts. Why? Because we were already getting all these handouts. Right. So we weren't. We really. We we we'd really care. We we said, dude, we get to play college football. Uh, we get school for free. We get free books. We get free clothes. We already have all these perks. Somebody else can use my likeness. That's okay. But they never put Luke Johnson on it. It was just like number seventeen for Southern Miss that plays punter. You know, on those video games. So I just think it's another attempt. Uh, to give people, just for people to feel entitled, that they're entitled to something just because they can do something. Good observations, Luke. I think he's right on the money about that. I think it was wrong of the NCAA, though, that every time that 17 for Southern Miss kicked the ball, it was shanked and went about 15 yards. Did you ever talk to him about that? That wasn't very nice. Well, my first year I was an overall of 60. The second year they bumped me up to 88, so I was happy with that. We'll be back with Hannah Abrams on the Eagle Hour after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Glad to hear with us this afternoon. We found Luke. We have him in the studio with us, so we got the full crew here at the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg, of course, home of the Perfect Ten and home of the new building right here in Oak Grove, Kelly. Gorgeous bank right up here on Highway 98. And I think it's if it hasn't opened yet, it's going to just any day now. Opening soon. We're supposed to go down and do a show from there as part of the opening once they get up and running, so we'll look forward to that. Nice. Yeah, nice. it'll be fun. All right, this segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. They've got all the fall stuff rolling in every day, even though it's still 185 degrees outside. It's supposed to break down to at least 90, I think, next week. Yeah, cold front coming through. Yeah, yeah. so they've got long sleeve, short sleeve, no sleeve shirts. They've got big, small, extra big shirts for me and Kelly. Those long sleeve shirts, good, that you can wear from January 6th through January 10th. That's correct. So they'll have those marked down, no question. And uh, if you're not in the area, you can always go to campusbookmart.net if you're listening to us on the live stream today, for an example. And maybe you live in, where, Kelly? Give me a place, uh, New Hampshire. You can order right there, and they'll bring it right to your door. Yeah, and New Hampshire and Mississippi are politically so well aligned, and I'm sure and there are a lot of... I think we have a lot of <laughs> listeners up in New Hampshire, is what I've been told. <laughs> I'll bet. Hannah Abrams, I'm sure, must be one of our listeners. She's a soccer star for the Golden Eagles that finished up her career in 2018. She's out of Pace High School in Pace, Florida. And Hannah, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Hi, thank you for having me. You're a listener, right? You're a big fan of this show. That's what we were told. Right, right Hannah, right, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> Hannah, what do you think, what do you think about uh, college athletes potentially being paid? Oh, uh, I mean, that'd be cool as a college athlete to be paid, but I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Well, he asked that, dear, because there was a bill passed yesterday in California that would promote that, but uh, a long way from actually uh, actually happening. happening. All right, Hannah, let me ask you about uh, soccer, and then I know Luke wants to get in on this because he watches soccer all the time. He's a big big fan of the Yugoslavian national team, and uh, therefore he watches a lot of soccer. Uh, Hannah, the soccer team seems to be off to a great start. What what, – what is the success early on for this uh, year's team, you think? Um, I honestly think it's just our team team dynamic. Um, coming in as like a freshman, my freshman year, we had a bunch of players, there was like some clicks. But I think as the year went on, especially my senior year, I think why we did so well was because we were really a team and we played together and we were playing for each other. So I really think that's like what made us so or made us go so far um and we really wanted it so i think that's why we have been doing so well and i know the team this year like they're dynamic off and on the field um they're so good together and so they like, really the, care for each other well that's interesting to hear you say that so you saw you saw that dynamic change and develop for the positive during your career here is that right yes they're like from not only from just the players, but the coaching staff, just our coaching staff the past two years. My junior year um, and senior year just have been, like, phenomenal um, because they really – you could tell they cared for us. And just our coach, like Coach Mo, he cared for the girls so much. Um, and so I think that made, like, a big impact on our team. You guys like him, don't you? I've heard a lot of soccer players talk very positively about Coach Mo. Yes. No, yes. He, he's the type of coach that not only just cares about soccer but cares about – 
your personal life and uh he knows that like after college like you have life so he's there for also just like life lessons like teaching us life lessons and knowing that soccer is more than just a soccer game it's more than um just a sport you play but you can learn so much through it and so that's what he's like taught us a lot um just about life. Hannah, most Not most like most college uh, soccer players came up playing select, you know, soccer from the time they were were pretty young and with that select yeah. soccer business, it's almost 24/7, 365 oh, yeah. days a year. There's very little time off. And after soccer players then graduate college or whatever, I'll, I'll ask them, I'll say with all the time you put in developing your soccer skills as a kid, was it worth it? As far as giving up all the time, you know, as a kid that you could have been doing other things. And I'd say about half the soccer players said absolutely it was worth it. And then other soccer players say now that it's over, if I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't. I gave up too much of my personal time and what to do it. What say you? What side of that uh, fence do you fall on? Uh, I would say absolutely it was all worth it. Um, soccer literally shaped me and molded me into the person I am today. It's taught me more, and my dad always said this. It's like soccer, sports are more than just to play and have fun, but they are something that will teach you life lessons. It teaches you to be disciplined, arriving on time, um, just like creating friends and different atmospheres. So I've been playing soccer since I was five and played every single, so like every single day of my life since then. But I've loved every second of it, and it comes down to like if you love it, and I loved it, and I wanted to play soccer in college. And soccer helped me get through college, pay for college. So I would say absolutely. So now, so now that it's over, tell me about the empty nest syndrome, so to speak, that now that you're <laughs> not necessarily doing it anymore, how did you adjust since that's all you've known since you were five? Yeah, so it was a big adjustment going from playing every day to not really playing a lot. But I actually have gotten involved in like a – soccer league and they play every Sunday so I do still play a little bit um, but I do miss it I miss just the the friends and your teammates and you see them every day I miss that I think the most is just like your team bonding kind of thing but I do miss it a lot and it is a different it's a hard adjustment but I think I've I've tried to uh, cope with it by playing some once a week all right, Hannah, let's get the other soccer player in this conversation, Mr. Luke Johnson. Hannah, thanks for being on today. Uh, yeah, the other two guys on this show um, can't identify, so I, I, try to, uh, I, I try to help them out and, and show them the greatness of, of the world game. Anyway, how rewarding was it last year for you with how your, sing, your senior season ended and the, the run you guys made? You had like a seven-match uh, winning streak, and then – you know, just to pull an upset in the conference tournament. How rewarding was that as your career came to a close to have such a great year? Oh, it was so rewarding. Just knowing uh, how hard our team worked together uh, just to get there and just to hear people say, like, oh, you guys won't make it to the conference. You haven't made it in 10 years or whatever. And then just to, just to see it actually happen and see all of our hard work pay off, it was just so rewarding and we were just speechless that we were like even able to, like to make it to the finals, and um, yeah, it was a disappointment to not go all the way through and win. But I mean, it was just such a blessing, and it was just so cool to see our team come together, and not only our team but our community, our um, friends and family, 
all of the athletes back home, like, supporting us, sending videos. Like, it was just an experience I know I'll never forget. Now, I know you're tough because I have word here that your dad actually played football and wrestled at the Naval Academy. So that just kind of tells yes, me sir. that you have some really tough genes. And, and But you're out, of, you're out of Pace, Florida. You're out of the Panhandle. A lot of Southern Miss Eagles have come mm-hmm. from that area, specifically from uh, the Pace Patriots. How, did, yes. did you know about Southern Miss growing up? How did you get to Hattiesburg? Um, so I didn't know much about Southern Miss um, besides Coach Mo would come to – some of our um, – we had camps for my select team, and he would come and he would uh, just kind of coach and he would mention, like, Southern Miss, and we got stuff in the mail from Southern Miss. And actually one of my teammates also went to Southern Miss with me. Um, but we started talking because she had – our junior years, we started getting, like, mail, and we both were having mail. And then uh, slowly by senior year, I remember talking to her on the phone, and she's like, do you think you'll go? And I was like, I think so. Like, it's a really like good campus. Like, I like Coach Mo, um, and so that's how we ended up going. But just from Coach Mo coming to our, my select camp, then that's how I really knew about Southern Miss. Hmm. So, Hannah, you majored in nursing. Are you a nurse now that you finished school? Yes, sir. I just passed my NCLEX, the nursing uh, board exam. And I have applied to um, a NICU position and still waiting to hear back. Well, good for you. What kind of position? I'm sorry. NICU, that would be neonatal intensive care unit. And how would you yes. know that, Kelly? Because, Bob, I matriculated <laughs> at Iowa State. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm, an, I'm a very intelligent person, and I'm going to prove that it. by asking you this question, Hannah. Yeah. Your dad was a wrestler in college. Has he ever wrestled Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Uh, I don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> we are perilously close to the end of civilization as we know it when Hannah Abrams does not know who Hulk Hogan is, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know my dad probably knows him. He's probably like, come on, Hannah. But, right, right. Uh, she can Google him afterwards. Trust me, Hannah. It's okay yeah. that you don't it's know okay, who Hannah. You're not going to lose any friends yeah, over it. Yeah, you know? you're, 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 you're about to be a nurse. You don't need to worry about Hulk Hogan, dear. Hey, look, great conversation. We thank you for coming on the show. And uh, most of all, I want to congratulate you for uh, getting your nursing degree and passing your boards. And uh, hope you have a wonderful and rewarding career. Thank you so much. All right. Hannah Abrams, everybody, who doesn't know anything about Hulk Hogan. And, you know, her dad was in, went to the Naval Academy. Right. Did you know the Italian Navy, Bob, is now making their their new ships with glass bottoms? Why the is Italian that, Navy. I'll go ahead. Why is that? So the Italian Navy can see the old Italian yes, Navy. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. Back on the Tuesday, third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in the shadow of M.M. Roberts Stadium. Great lunches, eight ninety five with a drink. Kelly has the menu memorized. What is it, Kelly, today? What's the lunch special? Oh, gosh, is it? Uh, it's a country fried steak today. 
Tuesday. Pork chops Ooh. on Thursday. Country fried steak. That's yeah. my favorite, man. All the calories, all the calories removed, ah, of course. Good for your heart. Oh, it marches straight to the heart. Every you know? yeah. Heart healthy. Yes. But uh, go go by and see our friends at 4th Street uh, Bar and Grill and uh, take advantage of their specials. Always check them out on Facebook also. as you, That's where you can find them. Gold Eagles off this week, uh, healing and getting uh, ready for a homecoming against North Texas on no on October the 12th. And joining us now, talk a little football in his career at Southern Miss. Walden Davis uh, was a defensive uh, linebacker and uh, defensive back for the Golden Eagles uh, from Decatur, Georgia. And he joins us now. Walden, how's your Tuesday? I think we lost him. All right, we'll get our producer. Walden there? We'll get our producer to find him. I think I heard the call drop, uh, Luke, so we'll uh, hang on. Uh, there's one question I'm going to ask Walton when we get him back. Luke, you'll remember this day. He made seven tackles at the Independence Bowl against Florida State. I want to know how cold he was because I do think that may be the coldest weather I ever experienced in my lifetime. You remember that day? Uh I was actually outside, Bob. You were up there eating the uh, the, the shrimp and grits right. and the Krispy Kreme bread pudding right. from the Walk-Ons people. But no, but it was. No, you're right. Remember pregame? How, how, it was like sheer wind. It was like razors was cutting you. It was terrible. We went to the uh, – Was there snow? No. But, oh, okay. man, it was just so no. cold. They had a parade the night before down by the river in Shreveport friend of mine and I went down there, and uh, it was just so cold, you just you just hardly could stand Kelly, it. Kelly. I mean, it was just terrible. Said friend of Bob Getty. Uh, you know, we're in the we're in the press box, and we're told, you know, you, you can't talk. You just can't talk. Right, can't well, cheer you know, for Smith either team. Smith breaks right? one in the first quarter, breaks one, and said friend of Bob Getty starts screaming, Go, Edo! Go, Edo! Go! And, like, everybody looks around and says, who is this guy? I just turned my head the other way. Right. Security coming from every direction. Did they, did they, seriously, did they ask him to leave? No, but they warned him. Yeah. You know, that happened to me one time when I was a TV reporter, and uh, we were at Alabama and Birmingham. We were all out on the on the platform where they had the cameras. Right. It was with the Mississippi media out there. Right. I forget who the kid was for USM, but a linebacker intercepted a pass early in the game and ran it back for a touchdown. And we all started screaming and hollering. Boy, that door flew open. It was one of the SIs from Alabama said, any more outbursts like that, you'll all be asked to leave. And let me, let me tell the listeners at home, who, of course, you and I and Luke have worked in the media, so we get it. But protocol in a press box is that, and all journalists are supposed to be impartial. All right. So right. whether your team is doing well or not so well, you're not to indicate one way or the other who you're cheering for, who right. you're supporting. So any outbursts like that, yeah, that's a no-no. Well, let me tell all you people listening, if you if you think, boy, I'd sure like to experience that, no, you wouldn't. It's like watching a football game in a funeral home. It's terrible. Very antiseptic, it's, it's yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> all right, Luke, I think we have our guest back. Walden Davis uh, played for the Golden Eagles out of Decatur, Georgia. Sorry we lost you there for a minute, Walden. But, uh, man, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Thanks for coming on with us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? We're good, Walden. Doing great. We were just uh, discussing about when you uh, you made seven tackles at the Independence Bowl and, and how cold it was that day. How cold was it uh, that day out there in, in Shreveport for you, Walden? Yeah, that was probably the coldest game I ever played in. And the turf was frozen, so... That made it a lot worse to make tackles. Mm, I'm sure. Yeah. So do you warm up when Coming, you're playing like that, Walden? Or I didn't mean to interrupt you, Luke, but do you warm up when weather's that cold and you get on the field and start playing? Or were you conscious of the weather the entire game? 
you really don't think of the of the weather while you're playing. It's just when you get on the sideline and you're no longer moving. That's when you start to feel the breeze and the cold air. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. Yeah. Sorry, Luke. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's it's all good, Walden. You uh, you came in at a unique time, and and we always like guys hearing uh, hearing this perspective. You came in in 2014. The the program is in a rebuilding mode. Todd Munkin in his second year. What sold you on coming to Southern Miss out of Decatur, Georgia? Um, honestly, I tell everybody this story. Like I had no intention of going to Southern Miss. I actually just I took my visit the week of signing day. I, I was committed to. I Somewhere here, I think it was Georgia State or Tech. I was staying in Atlanta to go to school. And then Coach Munkin, it was a snowstorm in Atlanta while they were here. So they were stacking my house for, like, more than the official visit. It was, like, a couple of hours. And I was like, since they were stuck, I had to give them an opportunity to come see their campus. And I was like, okay, I'm down. And when I came to Hattiesburg, man, I fell in love with the, the environment. And the people were really so Like, the people of Hattiesburg. It made it feel like I was with my family, so hmm. that's why I was so. The people in Hattiesburg, I'll never forget that. No, that's good to hear, man. That's we hear that a lot, you know, about kids coming here and 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 really falling in love with it. And you guys, you know, you had you you got here at a time things had really been bad, but boy, you you're you're part of the group that kind of resurrected the program and and brought some success back, Walden. That had to be pretty gratifying. Uh, it was just to play with those guys, man. We had guys that they they bought into the program, and that's what Coach Monk sold. And then once Coach Monk left, we still had those same core group of guys, so we were all for Southern Miss. So it all worked out. You had to have some expectations of what Hattiesburg would be like, Walden, and, and what Southern Miss would be like. And then after you got to experience it, how, how was Hattiesburg like you thought it would be, and how was it different than you thought it would be? Uh, actually, it was it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I went there thinking that I would, would have a bond with people for like the rest of my life, and I can honestly say, like my friend group and my teammates, these guys are with me forever, like until forever. <laughs> yeah, and you're I over no in you're over in Georgia, where you got Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern, the University of Georgia. You're sort of like a bird out of the nest, no pun intended, aren't you, Alden? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was out of my element for a minute, but it was all good. <laughs> so, what did you? What did you? Uh, what's the dream job now, Alden? Now that you're kind of out and doing your own thing. Uh, I actually, so I just took the test to be a sports agent, an NFL agent, and um, I take my NBA test in January to be an NBA agent, and uh, we have a sports management. A sports management company that we're running right now, and that's, that's we had a good year so far. So well, good for you, yeah. Yeah, usually you got to be a lawyer to do that kind of thing, or, or yeah. had to be. I don't know, right. maybe things have evolved over time. It's yeah. Masters now, but uh, I knocked my masters out while I was playing ball at Southern Miss. So well, good I was for you. Free to take it. Well, good for you, young man. That's uh, that's very impressive. So are you in Atlanta now? Yeah, I'm I'm in Atlanta right now as we speak. So, have you ever been to the Vortex in Atlanta? One of my favorite spots. The Burger Place. Yeah, that's my. I go there. I, well, I haven't been there recently, but I went there a couple times. Notice he had to go right to the the Burger Place. 
Burger, is Kelly's picture hanging in there by any chance, Walton, for maybe the... They have employee of the month. I'm always customer right, of the, the month. The guy that ate the most burgers in one <laughs> setting, something of that nature. That would be you, huh? That'd be Kelly, Walton. There's no doubt about that. So so what do you tell? What do you most remember about some things off the field, Walton? What's, what's one of your favorite memories of being in Hattiesburg off the field? Well, I have so many memories. Uh, let's see where I can start. Uh... Man, that's a hard question. I every day was a different event with my teammates. Honestly, well, it's got to be kind of it's got to be kind of cool to see the success that Coach Munkin now is having at the NFL level as the OC of the Browns. Yeah, man, that was I when he told me he was leaving. I knew he was going to be successful. So we weren't even. It was hurtful at first, but once he left, we was like, oh, he's going to find a way wherever he go. I, I got to jump in and ask you that question before we run out of time. I, I know where I was that afternoon. I was sitting down on my couch enjoying an NFL football game when my son called me and said, have you heard the news? Can you believe Coach is leaving? And we were crushed, Walden, because we had just we had gotten so excited about Todd Munkin and, and the program. What was the reaction with you guys when you found out he was leaving? Well, it was hurtful. Like it was, it was hurtful, but at the end of the day, we had to realize that this is a business. And uh, coaches – uh, they're eventually going to do what's best for them and their family. And I tell players all the time, you have to do what's best for you and your family. So don't get caught up in all the hype surrounding, like, what school you go to. Uh, you you got to do what's best for you and your family at the end of the day. So I had to respect it. It was, hurt, it was hurtful at first, but... All right. Well, you talk you talk about it being a business now, and you going into the sports agent thing. Would you ever, Walden, as a sports agent, would you ever encourage your clients... To sign with the Bengals or the Redskins. <laughs> Listen, I just told you, you got to do what's best for your family. I'm never turning down my, uh, my players, man. That's on them. There you go. Even even if you're sending them to those hell holes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got. They'll learn how to adapt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got good news and I got bad news. We got an eight million dollar deal on the table. The bad news is it's with the Dolphins. You know. <laughs> hey, Walter. Great conversation. Congratulations uh, on that master's degree and best of luck to you, young man. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Walden Davis. Everybody, we'll be right back. <laughs> Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Good to talk to Walden Davis and Hannah Abrams uh, today. Always great to hear what former Eagles are doing out there in uh, the world and appreciate them coming on the Eagle Hour today. Gulfport Home Center brings us the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every day. More room for you, more room for your family. Check out our friends uh, at Gulfport Home Center, the largest 
inventory of used and manufactured housing located online also goldporthomecenter.ms southern miss ticket office announcing a pair of ticket promotions for the homecoming game against north texas it's pretty good guys uh, to get ready for that 6 p.m kickoff on october the 12th for the next 24 hours this is a flash sale starting at noon today and it's actually going more than that it's it's about 31 hours because we put 31 points on the board saturday 31 hour flash sale here it is 13 dollar tickets online in the family fun zone in the south end zone so for the next 31 hours starting at noon today running through 7 p.m tomorrow night $13 tickets online. That's a pretty good deal because they're usually 40 Also, uh, for this coming week, depending on what kind of zip code you live in, so whether you're a, a, a 228, a 985, a 601, I should say, uh, not, not an area code, not a zip code, uh, they will be selling upper-level tickets for $10, lower-level tickets for $20. You can go to the ticket office and find out when your area code uh, the flash sale will be going on. But that's a pretty good deal, $13 tickets for the family fun zone. Well, you know, South they could come up to my section, double E. It's lonely up there. So I would I would welcome someone to come sit with me, Kelly. Oh, the junior high sweethearts are always up kind of in Yeah, there. they were sitting pretty close to me the other <laughs> night. I had to move. But, Luke, is that a, you said that's a, is that a 6 o'clock start and not 2.30? <clears throat> it says it's 6 p.m. on the website. Okay, I'll perfect. Check on the, uh, no, I was, I, I was the, usually the homecoming game is, is an afternoon game. So that's cool. No, that actually is, is better for me that it's a 6 o'clock start. Let me run this schedule back. schedule confirms it, too, as a 6 p.m. kick. Perfect. Let me run something back to both of you guys while we have a couple of minutes. Back to the opening segment about paying college athletes. Then we bring two kids on, this is just coincidence, that finished playing here just last year. One, Walden Davis has a master's degree. Two, Hannah Abrams is now a nurse in a pediatric or going to be in a pediatric ward uh, in her hometown in her area isn't this an example of what college athletics are supposed to produce instead of people hiring agents and being paid for you know doing stuff with that in in the Walden Davis and the Hannah Abrams story isn't that what it's supposed to be about Kelly Yes, but in this day of age of social media where people take pictures of themselves literally in the mirror doing nothing and get, you know, 357 likes, it's, it's a different, Bob, it's just a different, and you, you and I are like those uh, in the Muppets, those two old guys that sit up in the opera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, and, I, you yeah. and I are those two guys. But you know what? That's okay because I think there's some instances, and I think this is one, where the old guys have it right. This is what college athletics is, is supposed to be about. As we knew it, right. What do you say, Luke? You're not you're not in our age bracket. Am I right about Hannah Abrams and Walden Davis, or am I just out of touch? A whole new world. <laughs> oh wow, he can a carry a dazzling wow. place. I never. Yeah, I think it, it. It. I don't want it to go forward like this, but it, it's almost inevitable. We we've said this numerous times. What uh, the NFL used to be, college football is now. What high school or what college yeah, football sad. used to be, high school football is now. But at the same, here's the deal: money just in a lot of ways jacks up everything because it's not about the competition anymore. Well, I was having this conversation on Sports Talk the other day, and it got thrown out. Well, doesn't the market drive that? Well, the market does, but maybe the market's wrong. Maybe, maybe our infatuation with money. The love of money is the root of all evil, First Timothy says. Maybe it is what is destroying what is good and pure about college athletics. One of the reasons, as, as much as we love the NFL on this show, 
one of the reasons why so many people spend more money and college athletics is is so popular, particularly football, is because it is not a perfect game. People make mistakes. You have to overcome. Now, this is a joke. I know both of you guys are Redskins and Bengals fans, so they have to come over a lot. But anyway, you. you but it, oh, isn't, isn't the draw to college athletics, though, isn't the draw towards college athletics that it is not professional? And so it well, just really right. perturbs me when we see the move towards But you got to remember, you were talking to guys that are, are used to being around a lot of money because they cover particular conferences that, you know, money's, but, money rules everything. But here's the point I want to make. We're kind of being critical of, of college football and this we're being all about money. But society, society is a direct reflection of sports. Yeah. In society, it's all about money. Yeah. Why do you think Colorado made marijuana legal? For the money. Why, why do you think that, sta- that states take over sales of, of liquor and alcohol? For the money. Why did Southern Miss you know, start mm-hmm. selling beer, whether you agree with it or not? It's it's for the money. Well, so sports are a direct a direct reflection I, yeah, of society. I take that question one step further. Why has Kelly had three vacations to Colorado in the last year? Uh, uh, because my wife Morgan Fairchild is there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Morgan Fairchild. Okay. Yeah, that's I think it's ticket. about time to wrap this show up. Would you agree, Luke? <laughs> Kelly's got money. I've married Morgan Fairchild. F- Three times, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kelly's got the bucks, ain't no doubt. All right, we'll be back tomorrow at 1, the two poor guys and Kelly. Until then, Southern Miss. Uh, to the top. To the top. <laughs>